Welcome to Resilient Entrepreneurs, the podcast where we celebrate the inspiring stories of entrepreneurs who've overcome challenges and built successful businesses. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Sandra Gardner, who has built and sold a multi-million dollar company. Now she focuses on coaching small business owners to fully reap the rewards of their efforts. She's worked with over a thousand business owners in the past 12 years. Sandra, welcome to Resilient Entrepreneurs. Oh, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm very happy to be here. Sandra, you've worked with so many businesses. Is there something that you see in most of them that is the secret to success? Gee, that's such a big question. And I think... Uh, <laughs> I know, way I, to start off with like a yeah. banger. Let's go right into it. <laughs> okay. I've worked a lot in the startup world. And I, I think what I see, which indicates people have got a greater likelihood of success is their own internal capabilities in terms of leading themselves through challenges, difficulties, upsets, all those things that businesses will throw up at you, particularly, I mean, throughout the lifespan of a business, but in those first couple of years when it's so new often and there's so many elements to the business that you're not familiar with, there's so much learning, it comes back to who you are, how you uh, take on the role of a business owner and if you can step into that fully and continue to grow through that and and believe that you're capable of realizing that vision that you have even though you mightn't be fully sure of how to get there which often you aren't um, then that's going to put you in a better position than someone that comes in really without any awareness of their own uh, way of um, leading themselves or leading their business or leading their team and think it's just a matter of one you know, a strategy or an action plan, which are important, no doubt, but there's a lot more involved than just implementing steps along the way. So I think definitely it's about who the person is, how they can develop and grow through the growth of the business that's going to really uh, play a key role in and how they um, build that business to success. So that growth mindset you think is really key. Yeah, I, I absolutely do. I, I absolutely do. And it, it is about knowing that it's a journey. It's not an easy pathway. Otherwise, you know, as they say, we'd all do it. Uh, there's going to be ups and downs and uh, it doesn't matter what, you know, where you are in, in the cycle of the business, there's going to be those moments of, you know, huge celebration and then massive disappointment. And it's what you do with that that's really important on either end, you know, it's what you do with it because it's only a moment in time and we've got to be able to regroup, regather, refocus, reset and then keep moving towards that picture we've got into the future. Um, so, yeah. That sounds like a definition of resilience. Is that, well, yeah, How would you describe resilience? Yeah, well, I've got a very clear, very simple definition. For me, it is um, risk and then in inverted commas, fail. So in inverted commas, fail. So take a risk, fail, and then repeat. That's, that's my formula. Yes, that's powerful. Mm, mm, mm. Risk, fail, and, repeat. <laughs> yep, and on and on and on. And so the more you can do that, 
the more comfortable you're going to get. And the earlier that can start, the better. Uh, yeah, I'm a big believer in that. And we want our kids to know that it's okay to take a risk and that failure in my world, and I think it's absolutely the way you've got to look at failure, it's feedback to learn to grow and then repeat. And you get more and more comfortable with it over time. And you can think about you know, simply the baby learning to walk. I mean, that's the classic example. You know, take a risk, fall over, get up and go again. And the baby has no awareness of anything external to itself that might hold it back. It just has a drive to want to do it. It's only when we get later that that external awareness, the self-consciousness, the critical thinking or the criticism they might be feeling, the shame you might be feeling if you fail, all that stuff, that can slow you down. So you've got to manage that and just repeat. Is that where um, like coaching can help someone? Because I think it's probably very common feelings that most of us entrepreneurs have had or have had mm. often in business. Mm. Oh, look, it's it's inevitable. It, it, those things are going to come up. And again, it's about mental fitness. So how mentally fit are you to manage those self-sabotaging thoughts that come in? We all have them. Humans all have them. You know, the judge and all those other elements, you know, that negative self-talk. How aware are you of that? And then how quickly can you move through it and come back into a more positive way of um responding so rather than being reactive so things don't go well you react and you fall into a heap well yeah okay that's a moment we don't want to be in a heap for a week or or a month or whatever we want to feel it and then realign come back and uh, hopefully come back with the lesson and also a a more positive response coaching is very important for that Mm. yeah easier said than done though right Sandra how do you help people who really get stuck well, gee, that's again another big question. So I'm good with about- this. <laughs> <laughs> There's more coming. <laughs> Look, getting stuck means different things to different people. So if I asked you what is stuck, you would give me a different answer than maybe Laura would. There's often a lot of feelings around stuck. It's I'm frustrated, I'm overwhelmed, I don't know where to go, I'm second-guessing myself, I'm too afraid to move forward. So it's sort of important to understand more deeply what stuck means, what is stuck to you. And then I always think people that get stuck, and I we all have done that and I have done that, there is some commitment to being stuck. I mean, you're there. You're not taking that step out of being stuck, are you? You've, and it could be I'm, I'm afraid, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable where I am, uh, I don't know, you know, I'm uncertain of the future, so I'm, I'm going to stay where I am. So there's a commitment to that on some deeper level. So we've got to understand that, you know, you've got a, um, a commitment to that because you have you stayed there for however long you stayed there. So what would it look like if we moved just one step forward in a direction that you want to go towards your goal? What would that bring up for you? What one step could we take that might get you feeling a bit more uh, aligned, a bit more energised, a bit more motivated to keep moving forward and then look at the the commitment you could have to your future so I'm committed to being stuck my commitment to the future is I want to build a successful business with you know freedom and choice and money and whatever it might be you know travel whatever it might be well let's let's look at you know we've got to overcome the being stuck feeling and make a movement towards the, the bigger picture and sometimes it's just micro steps to get moving 
And then there's some simple things you can do. It's amazing how confidence can just build if you think about, um, you know, what's something that can easily be achieved that might push you out of your comfort zone a little bit and you'll get a great sense of satisfaction from that. And that can be just a starting point to move forward. Yeah, it's just like that 1% rule. You know, if you're just 1% better today than yesterday, in 100 days, you're 100% better. That's right? it. it all adds up and compounds, right? That's... But sometimes it's that first step. Yeah. So I, like, yeah. I like what you just shared there. I think that's yeah. really accurate. Um, Mel Robbins said, you know, when you're procrastinating getting out of bed, you know, you're procrastinating on starting your day. Like she's mm. just, just slither, just slither mm. out of bed. And like the image <laughs> of someone just slithering out of bed is hilarious. But the point is just to move, right? Just to move out of your comfort spot, mm. your comfort mm. zone and go to the next mm. part of the day. Could just and that's a that's a great analogy because it's so comfortable in bed and you know some days you just want to stay there uh, but you, you know you've got a commitment to get up and do some exercise and you, you know you, you sneakers or your runners are by the bed you've done all the things that make it more compelling and you've set it up so hopefully you can take that step forward yeah and less friction between what you want and where you're at so like you just said the shoes by the bed is a yeah. great trick to get mm. you to get up and go do the walk, run or the walk or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You want to make sure that you've got everything in place that supports you to stay on track. And, you know, again, easier said than done, as, as Vicky said, um, because it's easier to fall off the track, but you, you just want to regroup, come back and look at how you can set things up in a way that can keep you moving that 1%. Yeah, I like the shoes by the bed analogy or actually that practice in real life because if you're really kind of in that stuck place of knowing that you should or want to exercise but you're just not feeling it, you've made the commitment the night before to do it, right? You've already resolved that you're going to do it in the morning. So if you don't do it, you're really letting yourself down and there's no worse feeling in the world than that. It, mm. That would, I imagine, perpetuate the cycle of doom. Mm. Mm. And it becomes, you know, an ever you know, reductionist sort of cycle going down, you know, further and further. So you've got to try and reverse that and, and have the spiral going up, a success spiral, I call it. We want to it's build success. a success spiral. And that success spiral builds confidence because people often think, you know, I don't have the confidence to, for example, pick up the phone and, you know, call, make a sales call. I don't have the confidence. Well, you've got to take the action to get the confidence. So it's building confidence through you know, imperfect action, building that success spiral, which builds confidence. When I first learned, like, you're going to, and just someone just said, you're going to be bad at it when you first do it. Mm. So mm. just accept that. And when mm. I heard that, I was like, oh, okay, well, if I'm expected to be bad, then I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Like two, three mm. years ago, if you told me I would be doing a podcast today, Mm. I would never, because I didn't have the confidence mm. to do a podcast today mm. then, but now it's like, but it takes time and doing it imperfectly and messing it up. And we've made plenty of mistakes along the way. And it's mm. it's been an interesting journey. Mm. Now it's one and of our favorite things to do. Yeah, and, and, exactly. and it's great to celebrate those, you know, messings it up, you know, when you make a mistake. Sometimes you think, okay, we just didn't do that. We'll, we'll learn from it and we'll move on. I think, uh, you know, having some fun along the way is so important. It doesn't need to be all serious. Fun is indeed one of our corporate values. If when you oh, go to our like website, that. fun is one of our values. It's right there. I think we we believe that business is not just about 
you know, making money. It's about adding value to people and having fun while we do it and making an impact in the world in some way, whether that's by helping our clients make more impact or by giving back as we do through our B1G1 program. That's all part of the fun of it, right? It feels good to do it. Yeah. So, um, Sandra, you talked about, um, you know, the whole self-leadership and having those skills, and that's really part of your unique approach to helping people be successful in their small business. So I guess what we've talked about is a little bit why that's important, but what would you say would be a top self-leadership skill? What do people really need to win in their small business as they start or grow? Well, I think number one is always awareness. I mean, they've got to have some awareness of their own sense of self and how they show up, maybe where they're where they're strong, where they need to improve. So they've got to have some awareness. And really, you know, if you think about um, leaders today, we want authenticity, we want vulnerability, and that will bring people with you as you you know grow and develop. We want vision. We want you know all those sort of elements that can really you know move the business forward, but also move you forward and move your team forward. So look, it always starts with awareness and no one can develop until they understand where they're currently at. And then it's about what do I need to, to, to develop, bring in that can support me as a leader and support my team. Um, and that will help grow the business. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing we haven't talked about yet, but that we happen to know about you is that you actually own your coaching and consulting business, Essentia, with your husband, Ralph. That's right, yes. Well, tell us about that. <laughs> like, What's it like working with your spouse? Yes, well, look, it's not the first time. We have done it previously, and we've learned from that. That was a learning experience because it's, it, it, it is a another way of uh, having a partnership. You know, partnerships are wonderful, uh, business partnerships, because you, as you know, you can really yeah. be more creative, be supportive. Uh, it's that synergistic uh, benefit that you get from being in a partnership. But when it's a spouse and a, and a business partnership, that brings another element in that you've got to be aware of. So, so it's fabulous. That that would be the bottom line. We've, we've been together. We've been married 30 years, so we know each other pretty well. And we've been in business before, and so we understand each way, each other's way of operating. Um, so we've just brought that together, really. I mean, Ralph is a—he's fa- a coach. He's a fabulous coach, um, and he his focus has been more in the corporate sector, whereas mine's been more in the SME, small to medium enterprise sector. So we we come together with our skills when we need to. So we'll, we'll joint facilitate if it's appropriate. He'll do his thing, I'll do my thing. And we just sort of dance around each other and come together to deliver or move apart and and deliver. So it's a lovely balance, in fact. Um, Yeah, but not without its, you know, without its challenges, as all all partnerships are. You know, you tend to talk about it a lot over the dinner table. Um, Although we talk a lot about coaching and and leadership. And so it's very, you know, engaging because we're all, we're very big readers. So we're sharing information and, so that's that's lovely. Feels very supportive. It sounds beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I guess we're at an age too. Like we've been around a while, so it's uh, definitely there's a um, there's a lovely flow to it. I think I would say. Mm. Yeah, sounds like uh, you'd be great mentors for people in business and in personal life. To as an example of 
what people, I guess, would aspire to in their partnership as much as in their business. Look, I think, you know, there's elements that run across both. I mean, it's it's, it's all people skills at the end of the day. I think everything is people skills and, um, and relationship skills. And that is important in your private life as well as your, your business life. I can't help but think, Sandra, you got into coaching because you want to help people, obviously. And I think people are called to this type of work when they've experienced their own, um, I don't know, hurdles or difficulties. Mm-hmm. Has there been any particular roadblocks in business or in personal life that you're willing to share with us that you've experienced? Mm. Um, look, you're right. I, I, I got into coaching because I really love small business. I, I was born into a small business family. I grew up, uh, my father had a, a fruit and veg shop, you'd say, a couple of them in Adelaide. Uh, his father was the same and probably, you know, way back through the lineage. So it's all been small business owners. So it was very much in my blood, in my life, in my early years. So I was very um, familiar with the idea of working uh, to create your own income, being always talking about it to improve what you're doing, and, you know, all the things that you need to do as a, as a business owner. And I actually started helping uh, my, my father and my mother when I was very young in, in the shop. So, you know, cheap labour as you do with your children. <laughs> and um, and that always inspired me because I, I, saw, I saw how hard they worked and um, the, the benefits of that. But I also saw the struggle of that. And I saw... I saw him build a really terrific business and he had a couple of them. And then I saw things all fall apart for him. And it was based on a poor decision because he was very proud and he wasn't willing to negotiate with the landlord and all sorts of things fell apart. And he effectively just walked out of this one business, which was his flagship store. Uh, because he wasn't willing to, he thought he was just being hard done by and couldn't negotiate. And I think I remember that moment really clearly because all of a sudden the whole family life changed from from being very, uh, we weren't rich, but there was money around the family to very being very tight and very frugal. And so for quite a number of years after that, it was struggle. It was a lot of struggle going on. Uh, and then he sort of found his feet again, but he never really got back to that same point. And I think from that early stage I sort of recognize that you know there possibly was another way that that could have been managed I didn't I don't know but I'd like to think I can help people avoid making big decisions that have massive impact uh, a massive impact on their, not just their family but maybe their community and you know the wider wider whatever groups so it was very early in my life that I, I recognized that and um uh, you know, then I ventured in my own businesses. I've had a, quite a few businesses, and and they've you know the first one was a fail. So you know I was too young. It was a cafe. I liked to eat and drink. I thought, what a brilliant idea! Let's do that with a couple of girlfriends. Hey, what could go wrong? Had no idea. <laughs> everything. You know, had, everything could go wrong. Had no idea. But yeah. you know we had a lot of fun. It was you know it was a fun, a fun place, fun thing to do when you're in your mid twenties and. Lots of great stories out of that, but also some great learnings. And then again, things evolved when another business that that was better, and then into another business. So I understand the journey of business. I understand it's not easy to have someone by your side is really important. So I, I actually got a coach in in my third business when I got to a point where I, I felt like I was just at a plateau. 
it was a wholesale distribution company. Uh, it was in the 90s. I started in 94, I think it was. And, and the reason I started it was I wanted to have a family. So I had a clear idea that I wanted to start a have a family and I wanted to have a business that would be based at home. So I created this business from home. And probably within about three or four years, still hadn't fallen pregnant. So that was another story. But I just know that I'd got to a point where I was a bit stuck and got some, I got a business coach to come in and support me. And that really shifted me in very significant ways uh, and shifted my business. And I had that business for 14 years and then eventually sold it. So I understand, you know, it's hard to do it on your own. You've got your own um, ways of operating, which if you can't bounce those ideas off people, it, it is difficult to get, you know, some good, you know, good perspective around what might be going on. And I just thought, well, look, I, I really have got um, a lot of experience. I'd love to support others in in business. And I just sort of fell into it, to be honest, about twelve years ago, and I've uh, been doing it ever since. It sounds like that business coach had a pretty major impact on you. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I think it it, it was um you know, there were there weren't a lot of business coaches around at that time, you know. It wasn't like today they're everywhere. Yeah. But you know, in the 90s it was it was just a recommendation and and they really just sat down with me and gave me a whole other perspective of what was going on and what what might support me to get to where I wanted to go. So um yeah, personally I found so much value in that. Hmm. It really helps to know that you have walked in the shoes of the people that you work with, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And earlier you talked about really understanding and taking on the role of mm -hmm. a business person mm -hmm. so or a business owner. Mm -hmm. How do you describe that role? What, what mm -hmm. does it look like to be a business owner, a successful business owner? So... I think success, again, is a definition that everyone will have a different understanding of. So some people define being successful of, as, you know, the financial reward, a lifestyle, their contribution, the impact they're having in the world or on individuals. So success is very individual. So you, you want to know what success is for you. And then once you sort of understand that, so it's a bit about your values and, and why you're doing this in the first place. So it's, hopefully that's clear. You've got a strong why. Um, and then to step into that business owner that can, that can take that business forward. I guess the thing is with the startup world, often people come into that having come out of employment or Maybe they've been students, they've come out of university, or they might have had some businesses in the past, and they come into it with a the, I'm an employee hat on or I'm a student hat on. And the, the transition to being a business owner isn't overnight, it takes time. And you've got to understand what elements of being owning the business and the, the qualities or the properties you want to demonstrate and, and develop, the characteristics you want to develop to to lead that business so it is about confidence it's about understanding you know why you're doing this where you're heading uh you know a lot of courage involved it's not for the faint-hearted a lot of skills around communication uh, and learning i think learning's really important you've got to be a learner um constantly curious constantly questioning don't think you're right don't think you have the answers because you don't have all the answers, you know, explore, see what else you can find out, 
ask people for suggestions or advice, that's a leader. That's someone that's open and looking at you know, what possibilities there are because sometimes we're very narrow focused and we don't see all the various elements. We don't see everything that's interconnected or if I do something over here, it might have an impact you know, over here, some distance away. You don't see the connection between it all. So you've got to try and have that bigger perspective and it's not easy um, unless you stay open and curious and, and get support and get some feedback. Oh, yeah, anyway, definitely. And it go. leads me to ask you, do you think entrepreneurship is for everyone? Do you think anyone can do this? I'd love to say yes, because there's no great, in my world, there's no greater vehicle for personal development than starting and building a business. You're going to learn a lot about yourself, but there's other vehicles to learn about yourself. It doesn't have to be business. And some people that like are risk averse, uh, are comfortable in knowing a role or a job and like the routine of um, their day-to-day and the certainty of a, an income and are not really willing to step off the ledge because there is a leap of faith. At some point, you've got to leap off that cliff top, knowing that, you know, hoping the parachute will open, but you're not 100% sure. So if you're not willing to jump off the cliff top, then maybe you, you need to do a bit more work and get yourself ready for that leap. Uh, not to say you couldn't get there, but I think you want to be fully aware of what you're going into. And even if you just start the learning process, so learn about entrepreneurship, learn if you have a business idea, you know, do the research, get a bit of a plan together, work out if it's got some legs, again, talk to people. And then you might say, no, it's not for me. But you've had a wonderful experience of exploring an idea and that that really has got value in itself. Uh, or you might say, yeah, this is for me. I reckon this is going to work. Uh, I'm willing to give it a go. So look, is it for everybody? I think it's a hard question to answer. I'd like to say yes, but possibly you've got to look at it a bit more deeply. Yeah, I think that's a really hard question to answer too. I don't know. I- I totally agree with you. I think it's a lot about mindset and and personal development and being willing to have that growth mindset. I think is probably the biggest key because you've got to grow and you are going to grow whether you like it or not, because it's that risk, fail, risk, fail, risk, fail pattern that you've got to be open to and grow and learn from. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I do love that there are so many more coaches um, out mm. there in the world now that are accessible, that can help you get unstuck. That's a mm. message to the entrepreneurs out there. Like, don't sit stuck in a place. Mm. There, there are people that can help you just see it from mm. a different perspective. Mm. What would you like to just say to someone who is sitting there alone, that solo entrepreneur kind of freaking out, maybe had a failure, questioning mm. what to do next? Okay, the first thing you're... Just reach out and talk to someone. People, you know, there's there's plenty of places you can go, whether it's just finding a, a business networking group, either online or in person, where you can actually talk to other people on the journey. That's forever useful just to know that you're not alone uh, and you'll get ideas, you'll learn stuff, but you'll feel supported in some way that you're not just working in this vacuum, which can be so difficult for solo operators. You've just got to reach out. You've got to 
muster the energy, muster the effort to either get pick up the phone, go and meet people, talk to someone, find someone on LinkedIn that you like and can I have a conversation with you? People are very willing to talk. I mean, I'm always talking to people. Um, really? You just, do that? You reach out to someone you've never met on LinkedIn and yeah. ask for a conversation? Yes, of can course. Can you talk I, more to that? Because I think that's oh, a yeah. fantastic yeah. idea. Yeah. Oh, LinkedIn's a wonderful um, platform for that. And you've got to make the request. I love what you're doing. I'd love to hear more about it. Could we have a conversation? People are very willing to say yes. Uh, and through that, not only can I potentially find um, support, but I can also find referral partners. So people that we can have a referral relationship with, I can understand what they do that might support my clients. Yeah, you know, I just feel like I'm not so much sitting behind my computer all the time talking to myself or my clients, but I'm actually talking to other people that are generally working with other businesses or are small business owners. Now, LinkedIn's a great platform for that. It's surprising how generous people are. Mm. I think mm. it's a great idea. Maybe that's maybe stepping outside of a comfort zone for a lot of our audience. And, uh, you know, that might be one tiny little challenge they could take away from this conversation too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is, um, it's whatever you can to, just to reach out. I think if you're feeling stuck, you want to uh, generate some possibilities and a conversation is where possibilities will start. So, Sandra, you've shared with us a wealth of experience, and uh, I'm certain that it has left our audience with um, a lot of comfort from what you've said, and also perhaps some questions. So if they wanted to talk to you more about these topics and about how they can move their business forward or their personal confidence and so forth forward, um, what is the best way for them to get in touch with you? Well, uh, there's a couple of ways. One is just to find me on LinkedIn, Sandra Gartner. Um, you'll find me on LinkedIn. Just connect with me that way and that's an easy access. The other way, of course, is through the website, which is ascentiacoaching.com.au, E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A, coaching.com.au, and you can contact me that way as well. Fantastic. And I think you offer a mental fitness assessment? Yeah. So a part of my program is really about uh, supporting you as we talked about building that mental fitness, building that capability to deal with the stresses that come at you in life and in business in a, a, a positive way rather than a, a reactive negative way. So I'm trained as a mental fitness coach amongst other things and we offer a, basically it's a six-week foundational piece to build your mental fitness so build your capacity and build awareness around what might be sabotaging your efforts so people can do a, a five minute it's called a saboteur assessment again on my website just go there uh, you'll see it hit the button it takes five minutes and what will come out of that will be a report basically that highlights you know there's nine saboteurs and it will rank them and you'll get lots of information about what you tend to revert to under pressure, the common ways of habitually responding. And it's really very accurate. People are always amazed how uh, it really does hit the mark. And uh, from there, of course, as I said, awareness is the first step. So once you really start to understand this is habitually how I operate, we need to then learn some flexibility and choose more flexible ways of operating. And that's what we do within the coaching program, but also um, then build in the whole 
business building aspect to it as well. So we work in the business and we work inside the business owner uh, in their mental capabilities or the mental fitness. Oh my goodness, it's fascinating. I think I'm going to run over and do that now. Yeah. I, I think even if you're really, if you're successful, it's important to be mindful of what your saboteurs are. And if that's your default mechanism and you can catch yourself going to that state, wow, that's going to be powerful. And who doesn't love a quiz anyway? <laughs> that's it. And it's quick yeah. and it's easy and it's really in- interesting and very informative. So yeah, yep, go and do it. Wonderful. Okay. Well, uh, we will leave it there. We just want to thank you so much for your time, your wisdom, your experience for sharing candidly uh, what you've been through personally and some stories about your family. And uh, yeah, wish you all the best and thank you again. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thanks for joining us on Resilient Entrepreneurs. We're Lauren Vicky from Two for One. We love supporting entrepreneurs, especially with mindset, marketing, and motivation, which is why we've built an incredible community of business founders who meet weekly in the Level Up League. If you'd like to know more about it, look us up at 2for1branding.com.